Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Our guest this morning is Joel Cowley, CEO of the Calgary Stampede. As the former president and CEO of the internationally renowned Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, Joel had a long-standing relationship with the Calgary Stampede and understands the complexities of leading large employee and volunteer teams. He is here this morning to talk about what we can expect this July for the greatest outdoor show on earth. As you know, we're 61 sleeps, 14 hours and 30 minutes from the greatest <laughs> outdoor show on earth. Good morning, Joel. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. You really did the math on that, hey? Oh, it took me about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, it's so nice to have you in Calgary. So how have you been enjoying the city so far? Well, it's been great. It's been an interesting time to arrive, uh, yes. starting on September 1. And of course, the pandemic uh, restrictions throughout the fall and, and uh, earlier in, uh, in this year kind of inhibited some face-to-face meetings. But uh, thankfully, there, there were virtual meetings mm-hmm. where I could uh, meet with uh, volunteer leaders and, and sponsors and premium seat holders and civic leaders. And so it's it's been a good onboarding. Uh, and I'm so glad to be able to be face to face with people at this point. <laughs> oh, we're happy to have you in the studio. Um, you know, the uh, like every other business, the Calgary Stampede suffered probably for the last two years. Uh, 2020 was the first time that it was canceled. And 2021, we had a micro stampede. How did the stampede survive those two tough years? Uh, it was it was very tough. Of course, I've only been here for eight months. And so I did not experience that. I did come up for the 2021 stampede. I thought that was important before I started to witness uh, what the staff and the volunteers went through and putting on that event during a pandemic. And they did a fantastic job of hosting a scaled back event. But it has been two very tough years. I mean, we're still just a little over 60% of our pre-pandemic full-time workforce. And so the the staff have been uh, great about uh, pitching in and and making sure that the Stampede survives. We've uh, had great support from our sponsors, great support from the city uh, with regard to our debt covenants, and uh, thankful that now we can look ahead and uh, look forward to better times, you know, anticipating a full 2022 Stampede and uh, some exciting things beyond that with the opening of the BMO Center and, uh, and the SAM Center and the coming years. When is the BMO Center open? BMO Center, June of 2024. So okay. it, it will be uh, open for the 2024 Stampede. Most of the steel will be up when our guests arrive in 2022, and they're going to get a great vision of how big this building is going to be. I think it's going to be very exciting. And then in 2023, a lot of the exterior will be done, and we'll really give them a sense uh, for what the building's going to be like. It's going to be spectacular. So you're quick to applaud your the employees who are here. So as the new guy, the CEO coming in, what's your approach? What do you do in the first few months of getting here as a new CEO with an existing staff? Well, really uh, working with the uh, the executive management team and, and getting a sense for where the stampede uh, was at the time that I arrived. The initial focus was on stabilization. 
uh, stabilizing the organization financially, you know, hopefully stabilizing from uh, an employee standpoint to keep some valued employees on board and uh, and, and rowing the boat mm-hmm. <laughs> as we move forward out of this. And and we feel pretty good at this point. And, and as you mentioned, yeah, 2020 with the cancellation, that was a, a huge, huge setback to the organization. 2021, having the modified event did help. And now we're looking forward to a 2022 stampede that will put us back on our feet and uh, allow us to look forward to the future again. You know, I'm a real estate guy and I have to talk with you about real estate for a second. (laughs) And I know you're only, you said eight months in the job, but uh, in 2008, uh, the stampede had a plan to do an entertainment hub on the north side of, of the gate. And then financial world crash happened and that plan was shelved, postponed, deleted. I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> then we had the event center announced two years ago, and that is now off the table. What is the plan in terms of making this whole area between 12th Avenue and the gates a more attractive and, and impactful on, on city life? Well, the, the, the idea that you just mentioned that uh, for, I think from 2008, the entertainment district, that's still very much alive. And we're working closely with CMLC in that regard. The Stampede owns some of those lands. Uh, some of those lands we don't own. You know, the construction of the, the BMO Center and the opening of the BMO Center will draw some investment in that area. And uh, we certainly have plans to, uh, to integrate with uh, the, the Rivers District in, a, in an entertainment uh, district concept. The event center would certainly expedite that. Um, <laughs> so having an event center underway would certainly expedite investment in the area and bring in hotels that are needed for BMO Center support and restaurant and retail and all those things with the green line coming through. I mean, that's very exciting. 17th Avenue opening up uh, from McLeod, which will give us a, a front door instead of what I refer to as two back doors uh, to get into Stampede Park. All of those things, I think, are going to contribute to the area and uh, and make it uh, an entertainment district. Um, and I think the BMO Center will be successful, whether the event center is, uh, is there or not, but certainly having an event center will make the BMO Center that much more successful. So Tara and I, in a few interviews, we're trying to get from the politicians an answer about the event center. Now you're not a politician. <laughs> What's going on? Are we going to oh, have an yeah, event center? Yeah, put him on the hot so, seat, well, our no, new I, CEO. Nice, David. No, we're, we're not involved in those discussions or those negotiations. What we are is a land swap partner. So essentially, we're trading a couple of parking lots on the north side of the grounds for the land where the Saddle Dome currently sits. And so land over a McLeod in what we call Weedickville. So we're a land swap partner and uh, we're certainly willing to participate in that <laughs> regard, uh, but we're not at the table. We're not discussing. So I, ca- I can't really answer your questions in that regard, but we're certainly hopeful that an event center comes back on track uh, for the community, you know, giving the flames a new home and, and giving the community a new space to have concerts and other events. And, and certainly what it will do as far as integrating Stampede Park into that Rivers District Master Plan. 
We're with uh, Joel Cowley, CEO of the Calgary Stampede. And uh, you, you mentioned about the Saddle Dome. I don't know, have you seen the the Flames fans out there? They are looking oh, yes. for a place to partay down on the Stampede grounds, that's for sure. <laughs> I watch them walk by before every game, right, right out my window. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you'll have to go down 17th Avenue during that time. Absolutely. Are you split yeah. as a Texan between uh, no, uh, Calgary no. Flames so and I, uh, Dallas? I'm not truly a Texan. I oh, grew okay. up in Colorado. I lived okay. in Texas for a total of 25 oh, years. So you're but, you know, Houston and Dallas, it's it's kind of like uh, Calgary and Edmonton. Um, you don't root for Dallas teams when you live in Houston. So I'm all in for the Flames. <laughs> so you're excited about this uh, 2022 stampede. So give us, we've just got about a minute and a half left yeah. here. Can you give us a little highlight reel of what we're going to see this year? Well, uh, you know, last year's stampede, the 2021 stampede was a scaled back version and mm-hmm. purposely so. This one will have everything that people come to have come to know and love about the stampede with the return of chuck wagon racing. I uh, in the ask, evening. Are there uh, Chucks? <laughs> yeah. Chucks will be back uh, and each evening performance and then uh, concert in the Saddle Dome. Blake Shelton on that final Saturday will be very, very exciting. And uh, a full midway, I- including uh, a very large uh, Ferris wheel that will be coming to us for the first time. That's going to be very, very exciting. The one from London? Uh, no, not that one. <laughs> this one's portable. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I'm so happy the Chucks are back. Uh, prepare your loonies and toonies uh, for the Chuck races. And I assume, David, you'll be interested that there will be all sorts of weird deep fried foods as well. New appearances for deep fried foods. Yes. And in the coming uh, coming month, you'll see a lot of those announcements for the, the weird and deep fried foods that will be coming. Uh, the Bell Grandstand Show um, will we'll have a lot of announcements coming at the Nashville North lineup will be announced. So a lot of announcements coming within the next 30 or 40 days. Great. Um, you know, we have to take a commercial break, as usual. Someone has to pay for the show. Uh, our guest this morning is Joel Cowley, CEO of the Calgary Stampede, the greatest outdoor show on earth, coming back full scale on 2020 in 2022. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. We're back with Joel Cowley, CEO of the Calgary Stampede. So you mentioned, Joel, that uh, the chuck wagons are going to be back. I want to talk a little bit about some of the criticisms of the Calgary Stampede. And there is there are some people out there saying, you know, at this point, it's not really a reflection of what Calgary is anymore. So how are we going to modernize it? What would you say to that? Yeah, and that's... Uh that's certainly something that uh, we're very mindful of at the Calgary Stampede. Now, I will tell you my time, my 15 years at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, we always look to Calgary uh, as, as a leader with regard to animal welfare mm-hmm. and the programs that they put in place. A lot of those were duplicated elsewhere. So it, it is a focal point. Uh, we want animals uh, to, to have great care and we want to do everything possible to 
limit incidents or injuries to any animal on the park. And there's a lot of work that goes on there. And a lot of it is tied with the University of Calgary and their uh, veterinary science program. And so we're very mindful of that. Uh, We have a lot of people who are just absolute fans of chuck wagon racing. Mm -hmm. And uh, typically they will come from a more rural environment and they like that. But we also know that we are presenting these Western sports to an urban audience. And the same thing in Houston, presenting rodeo to largely an urban audience. You have to be mindful. You have to, uh, in some cases, change the ground rules that you're operating under to, to create uh, a safer environment, in particular for the animals. And, and you'll see some changes uh, with regard to the chuck wagon racing this year that are aimed at that. There will be only three wagons instead of four per, per race, for example. Mm-hmm. And so we're very mindful of that. And, and we want to create, uh, um, you know, a, an event where any incidents or, or injuries are absolutely minimized. I would like to continue with this line because, um, as I don't know if you noticed when you walked into my office, um, I was part of the posse for many years, the posse chuck wagon. And, um, you know, there's always criticism about the animals' rights and the way the animals are being treated. And I have to share with you a few years ago, um, I hosted a group of people at the, at the stables. Uh, and after the barbecue, I asked our driver, which was one of the Sutherlands, to take my guests to show them the horses. And my guests at that time were from a different part of, different part of Canada, the part that speak both languages. And they were shocked, positively shocked, how well the horses are being treated and how the rider cares about the horses and how he... I, I, that day, he was um, he was kind of close to getting to the final hit for the top four, but his lead horse was not feeling well, and he kind of said, "You know, I'm not going to let him rest." And they were shocked because, you know, you're fighting for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and you're willing to give this away. How do we the stampede and us that we support the stampede and we love the stampede? How can we spread the word? in a better way, that this is a great heritage with great people that and great animals that are being treated, unfortunately, better than some people that live in this country or other countries. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's an important point is that uh, these animals, whether they're uh, rodeo stock or they're participating in the chuck wagon, they're elite athletes and they're treated as such uh, from a nutrition and a care standpoint. They very much are cared for, uh, to your point. And so uh, the driver pulling a horse out that he wasn't quite sure of, that doesn't surprise me in the least because they want to make sure that that horse is healthy uh, down the road for a, for a future race. So uh, those who care for the rodeo stock, those who care for the chuck wagon horses, uh, those who care for the animals that are brought in, you know, whether it's a cutting horse competition or team pinning, um, the health and welfare of their animal is, is a top priority. It really is paramount to them. How do we send that message to the rest of the public? Yeah, and, and we're, we're working on that, uh, you know, whether it's through video. I mean, one thing, you, you mentioned being able to be down in the barns, and so we recently had the tarp auction. It returned for the first time, and so uh, guests of those who purchased 
purchase the tarp, they get to go back to the barns ahead of time and interact with the drivers and ask these questions. And so that's a, that's a very limited experience yes. for those groups. And so, yes, that needs to be uh, expanded. And I think a lot of that could be through through video and messaging uh, that we can communicate just how well cared for these animals are uh, because they truly are elite athletes. I think Tara and I should come to the barns one day and do an interview and with the drivers. Mm-hmm. I actually covered the Chucks for a while and I learned a ton and, and met those families and they are really a tight knit group of people who travel together and, and uh, share losses together and celebrate together. It's, it's, it's a pretty neat, neat community. Our guest this morning is Joel Cowley, CEO of the Calgary Stampede Parade. <laughs> parade, yes. Is there a parade? Uh, there will be a parade. It will be back in full force. Uh, Can I nominate Tara as the marshal? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm sure there would be a big push for that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that I was here for 2021 Stampede. Uh, I didn't participate in the parade. I wasn't a staff member at that point. I, I watched the uh the uh, stream of the parade. And I think it was the shortest parade in history because it was on the grounds for safety reasons. And so we're so happy to bring it back Mm -hmm. to the streets of Calgary because it's such a wonderful community engagement uh, and so exciting. And uh, we had a similar parade in Houston and I always just was was really taken aback by the number of young people who were sitting on the side watching. And it just occurred to me that uh, their parents may have sat there when they were their age mm-hmm. and, and their children might be sitting there in the future yeah, uh, when they're that thing. age as well. And it really does connect us across generations and connects us with our history. It'd be nice if uh, if the floats were allowed to throw candy to the kids again. <laughs> they they missed my kids really missed that when they weren't allowed to do that anymore. Do do we, can you disclose who the marshal is? I cannot at this time. Uh, we we expect we'll have an announcement uh, around the first part of June, um, but uh, I'm not able to share that at this point. So you have a really interesting background. You've got an MBA and you have a master's in animal science. How did you ever get into that growing up in Colorado? <laughs> like what led you down that path of education? Yeah, so really uh, being involved in agriculture was, was and 4-H in particular, was uh, a tremendous development opportunity for me. I lost both of my parents at a young age. My father when I was eight, my mother when I was nine. My two brothers and I were raised by our paternal grandparents uh, who were retired at that time. They were ranchers and lived in in rural Colorado, but they were living in town at that time. But my grandfather made sure he rented land outside of town so we could raise livestock and be involved in 4-H. And you wouldn't know it looking at me now, but I was a very small and shy young man. (laughs) And uh, athletics wasn't going to be a big confidence builder for me. Uh, But through raising livestock and seeing that my efforts produced results, I developed self-confidence. And uh, that was truly an an incredible development opportunity for me that led to a degree uh, in animal science and a master's in animal science and genetics and in an early career in academia. But then once I completed the MBA, I thought I'd uh, go a different route and ultimately ended up at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, which combined the MBA with the animal agriculture background because I oversaw the, all the animal uh, exhibits and uh, competitions and uh, just grew from there. Developed a great relationship with the Calgary Stampede over those 15 years. And uh, when this position was open, though I was very sad to hear Warren Connell's passing, I told my wife, I, I have to try for this <laughs> because I've always been impressed with Calgary. And uh, in particular, the way that the Calgary community embraces the Stampede. 
Um, I, I will tell you that uh, in Houston, you know, 6 million people in the metro area, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo can be going on and you may not even know it in Houston. You cannot help but know that the Calgary Stampede is going on <laughs> oh, yeah. when you're in Calgary <laughs> yeah. during those days in July. And, and seeing the way that the community embraces it, you know, from arrival at the airport to the pancake breakfast, to the parade, to the on-park experience, uh, it's a great community event that binds us all together. So um, I did a test this week. We have a stampede party, my company, and I sent a few invitations. I got 20 people within the two hours. We're coming to the party. We're coming to the party. I think everybody in Calgary was waiting or is waiting for the the stampede to come back. What can we expect in the night show with the young Canadians? It'll be fantastic. So the young Canadians, uh, they they were still working uh, during the pandemic. A lot of virtual rehearsals. Uh, the same thing for the Stampede Band, which created some challenges. But uh, they're back up and running. And just two weeks ago, I went to the Jubilee Theater uh, to see the young Canadians perform, and they're on point. They're they're going to be ready, and it's going to be a fantastic <laughs> evening show. And and we'll announce further details uh, with that Bell Grandstand show uh, here in the coming coming weeks. Looking forward to all the new, the announcements that are coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, you know, we <laughs> yeah. should have had this interview probably in June. <laughs> We're missing all the No, we got stuff. some good new stuff in here. The check wagons, only three. That We got some new information yeah. here. And, of course, it's just nice to meet the new CEO and the face uh, behind the Calgary Stampede for this year. So welcome to Calgary and your first Stampede as CEO. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. And yes, I will welcome you uh, at the barns if you want to come to uh, We're done. Stampede in 2022. In. We're in. Yeah. 100%. We are in. Uh, you know, there's no way that we are going to pass on it now. <laughs> uh, Joel Cowley, thank you so much. The CEO of the Calgary Stampede. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.